Hello, Noah. Oh, hey, Tyler. What's going on? Oh, nothing much. I'm just really glad to, well, glad to see your face. We're doing a video version of it this time, which last time you were here, right. episode 70 something, uh, it wasn't on video. Wow. So this is technology's moved forward. Wow. I remember that 2020 early yeah. January, 2020. It was ancient, ancient history. Uh, yeah. Long time ago now. Uh, um, and that was, it was just after that I started doing video podcasts because everybody started doing video podcasts because we all had a little more time. And for anybody listening who doesn't remember who Noah is, uh, Noah Kalina is a fantastic photographer and uh, all around, I don't know, Renaissance man. You do a lot of stuff that I look up to uh, artistically and creatively. And um, the, the, the thing you're known for possibly the most is your everyday portraits where you've taken a photo of yourself every day for how many years now? 23. We're in the 23rd year of that project. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it was, it's, I mean, it was a sensation. It's, it's still, it's still going. And, uh, then on the photo side, I've always looked up to your portraits. You now live on a farm and you take beautiful images of your trees and your animals and, yeah. uh, everybody should check out your work. Or if you, or yeah, cool. if you have a Samsung frame TV, you might already oh, yeah. be checking out Noah's work. Cause, uh, you're one of the, uh, featured artists on right there. Or? What is, yeah, what is that? It. What is that thing called? Um, the like artists the, in residence on TV? I don't know. They just, yeah, good, great question. Uh, I don't know if they have a proper name for it, but it's called the frame TV and I am an artist that is on it. So, you know, me, I think it's me, um, Degas, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Van Gogh. Have you heard of Van Gogh? <laughs> This is, this is um, true, right? You're on this short list of like five. <laughs> yeah. They're, those are the most popular ones. Um, yeah, mostly um, historic art figures. You know, it's, it's, very, it's a decorative thing, mostly. I think that's how most people use it. Uh, but they did invite a few people, artists, uh, to have a selection of their own work, some photography, some painting, what have you. And it's cool. It's, it's almost like a Spotify model. So if you do load my work up on the TV and you pay the subscription, I see a micro royalty from that. So it's actually very cool. It's one of, it's the first time I've known of something like that happening in the photo visual art realm. And I mean, it's one of the things that would actually be moving the, the way that we hang art into like using modern things in a way that makes sense somewhat. Cause I think people are buying the frame TVs for that reason. Like I didn't, I didn't buy it yet, but I'm planning to get one for the room just outside here. Um, and that's why, cause I can put other pictures beside it and it really does fit in. This is not sponsored by frame. I wish they would send me a TV, no, but it should be, it could be <clears> but it, it's a, it's a very good, there's not many TVs that have like a thing that is kind of exceptional. So I, I guess it's worth, it's worth talking about, but, um, this it, also yeah, will tie in. Cool. It will tie oh. into the broader topic of this episode, which I just want to talk about like, where, where are we with photography right now? Like what's, what's going on? What, uh, you know, <clears throat> it's sometimes I'm having like smaller existential crises about it because we've got AI knocking at the door. The amount of people that are good at photography is increasing exponentially. <clears throat> 
yeah. I think newer generations uh, treat it differently. Like it's kind of a commodity now, whereas I think for us growing up, each photo had a little bit more value. Um, the technology right. is moving quickly. It's just what's well, let's do a little like state of the union <sighs> of like what it's like working as a photographer or just being somebody that enjoys it. Um, I don't know that feeling of photographer being a little bit of your or my like, identity where it's like, Oh, that that's the thing I am. I'm a photographer, but we're shifting to right. a time I think where um, it's not just like everybody's a photographer because they, they, you know, they want to shoot their cousin's wedding. Everybody just is taking a tremendous amount of photos, sharing them and uh, ha potentially even having an impact on the world from it or, or sharing videos. And, and there's like also this interesting yeah. crossover between the utility of when are videos useful and when are photos useful? Instagram has been pushing that. So I don't know. That's, that's my table, my index yeah. for a uh, table of contents for this episode. Okay. Well, it's complicated. Um, well, I'll, I, yeah. Where do, where do we begin? I mean, a lot of these things is it's nothing new, right? It's like when I got into it and I started and I was the, I, I believe, you know, I'm part of that generation who, was like first to internet sharing photography on the internet, um, which to the, to the generation before me was the biggest existential threat of their lives. Um, and I mean, it's funny just to go back even a, li a little bit. I mean, I know photographers who are mostly not even photographers anymore they're, or they're, uh, you know, just not really working, but they made, a really amazing living selling stock <laughs> photography, right? Like when images were more valuable in a way, it was more rare to be able to get to certain places and see certain things. So those photos had, I've thought about doing a whole episode about stock because that was my, my background. And I have a lot of friends that were like in the significant early days of stock photography. If you don't know, like Calgary where I am is happens to be where, like three of the major stock or even four of the major stock photo companies came out of just coincidentally. Uh, so the one that Getty bought, which is image, was it image source? Or am I getting that, that one wrong? But then from that came Veer and iStock photo. And then Getty had their headquarters here after they acquired iStock as well. So there's always been this stock photo thing around me. And I'm thinking a lot about where that's going to go right now. Like we still, we still sell some stock photos. Um, but less and less. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm wondering what the future of that is, especially with AI. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, wanna... well, I, I, I mean, to, to the, my point was like people bought houses on income generated from, you know, putting in the work to make the stock um, and then, you know, having this residual, you know, royalty pay off over time. And then obviously with digital cameras and the proliferation of images in the internet, uh, the, the value of that basically went to zero. Um, I mean, you know, I'm on Adobe stock in their premium collection and maybe now like, tw you know, twice or three times a year, I may, you know, I make $500 or something, you know, it's like, I'm like shocked that people still buy, buy stuff. Um, in fact, funny, someone just wrote me, she wanted to buy something from Adobe stock, but wanted to go through me directly. And then I was like, oh, wow, that's strange. Uh, should mm -hmm. I be doing I, that? I've had that a few times. Um, have you? Yeah. I mean, she wanted it for less than what oh, uh, well. Adobe. And, and I was like, 
uh, well, I th- it was it was more about getting a deal than actually just like <laughs> right. hooking me up with what uh, you know the fifty percent Adobe would take. Um, well, and then so, the price you pay is now you're not like protected by Adobe's lawyers. Should yeah, this go sideways? Also, yeah, and I'd have to like do the you know look it up. I mean, not like that's hard, but um, but I just ghosted her because I just thought it was annoying. But yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I guess it's, uh, um, people are still looking for stuff, I guess, you know, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. I I think there's a few more years Um, in the stock photo world. I think I'd give them, you know, two more healthy years of business and then they've got to really figure it out. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's generous. I don't know. I mean, for certainly for, you know, editorial like new stuff it makes sense wire kind of images um but for i don't know uh generic illustrations it seems like something that people can just very easily make and now especially with ai just generate all of the assets you need including the people and why not worry about any sort of model release the stuff that makes it complicated this is actually a great place to start. So this, this theme is something I've been thinking about of like, what, why will people continue to hire photographers in the, in the near future? I don't think we can't predict anything like past five years out. uh, Who, who knows? There'll be some other revolution we don't know about yet, but let's say in the, like, you know, the foreseeable future, what, what are reasonable guesses we can make at what might happen? And I think, um, that interaction of like, why will people continue paying photographers? Like what will photography careers still be for the next little while? If somebody's getting into it now, what, how could they possibly hope to continue to have a career? And a lot of what my early career was built on, I think is going to fade away. And like I was saying, that came from stock photography. And then a lot of, um, just like uh, sort of generic work, right? Where it's like this person could be inserted into, into any campaign or just lifestyle work where like the person's happy in a forest or they're happy eating salad or they're happy at the dentist or whatever. And this is, you know, then you just, you insert that into some commercial use. That's what AI is going to be best at. Whereas what I don't think it is ever going to replace, I think we'll always have something like photography is uh, you know, showing that a thing happened. Like here's a portrait of a, a real person. This is what the person looks like. Yeah. Here's an, a place that they are um, that, you know, obviously totally. we'll still I mean, need that. Like journalism. It, there's, it's a form of journalism, although, you know, uh, and I mean, editorial content and celebrity stuff and stuff like that. But I mean, I think as we've seen like that stuff and those are real people, right? So it's, it's hard to want to sort of just completely fabricate that from AI. Although I guess you could, you know, a a celebrity might want to do it, but you know, and obviously it gets complicated because like a lot of these things are constructed to begin with, like almost the sets are completely made up and um, you know, the photos are completely retouched and you know, it, we've, it's gotten to the point where it's like almost a lot of photography you know, especially on the super high end is, is mostly digital imaging. Um, photography, photography is just that early base level of work. Um, so, I mean, I think ultimately, you know, it might just come down to like working with people who have a very, 
like define style, true artists, like people who have vision, you know, and that, that is valuable and people, uh, find that. And those people rise through the ranks of whatever industry, um, and their work is desirable. Um, but again, that's nothing new. Uh, that's kind of how it, how it works. Um, but when it comes to just commercial stuff, um, like the il illustrating certain thi things, like you said, a happy person in a dentist chair, like there, there's no reason there, there I, I, I see no reason to ever want to actually hire like a photographer and a crew and put together a production to do that. It just right. doesn't seem to make much, much except sense. for the times that you're going to tell the story of like, we renovated our dentist. We renovated our office. Here's how nice it looks in the real world and here's people in it. So there'll, sure. there'll always be that, like, we're telling the story of the thing and we need to, you need to know what it's actually like. And then mo many, much of the time, it'll just be like, here's the sense of it. But yeah. there'll also be this, you know, cause like you're saying, we've always had this Photoshopping and before that, just, you know, dark room wizardry of like just manipulating images in many ways. And in, in so many ways, it's just gotten um, much more accessible and will and bigger, more ambitious changes to an image will become extremely accessible. So previously, if you wanted to insert your subject into a synthetic environment, right? Like it's a, it, they are on the moon. They're somewhere special. You either need to like photograph a miniature or you need to generate it in 3d. And that either takes a bigger team or multiple days of shooting or like it takes a longer list of skills. So we don't, we don't quite have this software really coming yet. I mean, obviously it's starting to come into Photoshop through their Firefly thing, but like you'll, there'll be, I can imagine just like portrait software, where as long as you've got good source images, the manipulating you're doing is, um, is really robust. And so when on, on your other show, which, uh, all consuming, you've mentioned how many times you, you don't enjoy talking about AI and you just sort of like, you, you feel some deep disgust. I'm not sure how you would describe it, but you just, you don't like to interact with AI too much. Do I have that right? Yeah. Yeah. For, for the most part, I mean, like the pure generating of images from scratch through right. AI, but, you know, I just, so I, I just think that's lame. That would be, that'd be my question um, is like, when, when would it, when do you not enjoy it? Cause obviously you're willing to do Photoshop on your, your images to some extent, you'll touch them oh, up yeah. in some ways, I, but what's yeah, the line? And I have been using, I have been using the beta and like, uh, Photoshop, which is pretty amazing and where, and I've been actually using it as a, as, uh, to remove things like selecting yeah. things. And, That's like one of the best uh, uses for it. It's, it's so good. Uh, also the sky stuff, but they've had that for a while. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think it's all bad. I just think like for the most part, it comes down to like those, those pure, like the AI generated images that are based on fi film looks that are just fully constructed from, from scratch. It, to me, that stuff just is corny and it looks cheesy. And, you know, it's fu funny. I came across this uh, concept called the effort heuristic. Are you familiar with that? Um, no, but just by the name, I, I, I'm guessing I can imagine what it might Yeah, be. I mean, it, basically, you know, the, like Wikipedia says, like, uh, it's the quality or worth of an object is determined by from the perceived amount of effort that went into producing the object, 
right? So it's like, I, I like almost see that. And I just kind of write it off when I see a lot of that stuff. I'm like, oh, you just like typed in a few words, you know, it's like, what it took 10 minutes, you know, and I get it. Like some people feel like they become really good at becoming prompt artists or whatever. Like they know the language that they need to, or the words that they need to say to get the thing that they want to see. Um, but you know, to me, I, and I think what inspires me most about photography is, uh, like the pain, uh, that the, and the suffering that goes into a lot of, uh, like image making on the highest level. Um, and I think a lot of people don't recognize that. I think I see it. And I, but I think a lot of people see this too, when they see, they see film photography. And I think film photography has, has held on to its like power for so long because people see that it, it requires extra steps, <laughs> right? Right. Like the, it's harder to do. Um, and it's, you know, you don't, once you even know just the a little bit about how film photography works, you realize that when someone pulls pulls it off really well, it's it's amazing. It's not just an art; it's a craft. It's all of these things that come together and like uh, make something that is powerful. So you know, when it, when I look at AI stuff, I'm just like lame. Like it just it I just immediately just I just feel it. Um, and you know that but that's just me i don't know maybe i maybe i'm old I'm, well uh old-fashioned I, I think no i think your, your your reaction and your reason for it makes sense and are, and are common in ways that people may not even realize like i look i look at it and if it's good i do think like oh that's cool like i'm i'm compelled towards what's interesting about it but i strongly agree that the your um effort heuristic is is the right is is how people naturally interact with any creative process because they people are millions of people are seeing these ai generated images and not really engaging with them like you don't see them go viral in the way that a cute photo of a cat will like there if people sense at all that this didn't really happen this isn't something real they don't have the active rejection of it that you're describing. Like you're saying, like, I don't like it. I get it away from me. People don't even get to that point. They're just like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. They just go past it because th that, that, that whole feeling happens naturally. I think it's like a pretty deep instinct to be like, why would I be interested in this thing that I know somebody just a computer created with a few phrases, um, other than the novelty of that it was able to be created. And that won't matter when it comes to like commercial work. Like we're saying, you know, if you need to generate a dentist's office, then nobody really, that doesn't matter. Right. It still can accomplish the same goal. But I also think like you were talking about film photography, I think we're going to have, we've been having a slow building resurgence for the last decade. And I think that will massively increase if if film doesn't become prohibitively ex expensive which is happening if we can still afford to have it i think it'll really make a comeback as a response to ai especially younger creatives that um maybe haven't worked with film before don't know would you haven't experienced that and are, are going to grow up with this super abundance of ai images there will be something very 
just a, a reconnection to the world by shooting film, you know, in the, in the same ways that I think that's the reason that there's, uh, you, you know, we certain like modernist aesthetics are sometimes rejected now in favor of like, you know, more like wooden textures and like, I don't know, we wear work wear as uh, office wear and like the sort of this shit or like vinyl, obviously there's this, like everything around us becomes so controlled that we have this urge to like, well, no, I need something, to feel more real. Like, give me, give me, I want to carry around a camera instead of just my phone because like it has a physical effect in the world. And, um, I don't know. I think film will be a part of that. And I think there'll be like a higher value on film images. People will be more attracted to them. Yeah. I mean, perhaps, I mean, ultimately, <laughs> I, I, don't know. I guess, yeah. I mean, and if that's what works for you, I think that's cool. I mean, you know, certainly I've been seeing a lot of television these days, like, or, you know, these series that are being shot on film. And I think that's interesting that they're doing that. I'm not totally sure why, because uh, I feel like it looks practically the same. I mean, you know, you can kind of tell, but um, uh, I guess it's like, ultimately, what's what's the point? Like, why do, why do it to begin with? And especially with well, photography. Well, here, um, well, let's go back two seconds to what you're just saying about, can you tell or not? Which I think is a bigger discussion. I was kind of like riling up, um, color nerd Twitter, uh, about this the other day of just like that. I find a lot of the emulations out there still don't feel very, they still don't really feel like film. <clears throat> Something I, 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 I was going to clarify this in a tweet, but I'll say it here too, that, I think basically film executed really well, uh, like in a controlled environment used by professionals, that's when it, you can't really tell the difference between film and digital. The grain <laughs> right. stops being kind of a non-issue. <laughs> There's no like really visible halation. It's not underexposed. You don't have those weird sh like shadows that rise up full of, full of grain and really faded. If it's just exposed totally well and it's a really new film stock and everybody's, everybody's doing it right, it starts to feel like digital ish. And, and that's when the emulations can achieve that same look. So, you know, some shots in, um, the eighth star Wars were, um, both did, there is some digital mixed in with the film and you 100% can't tell at that level, but in the point and shoot level of like, you just pull out a crappy old camera, the way that bad film looks, that's what I don't think can really be emulated. Like when there's a mistake or maybe even shooting 16 millimeter or eight millimeter, like moving film that we, we haven't pulled that off yet. And so I think that's why there's, um, that's a lot of people's attraction to it. And even when like I was posting my photos that were really underexposed, like they're underexposed, like they didn't turn out a bunch of people were like, these look great. And I'm like, you're just saying that because they look I think because they look visibly different from a filter on a digital photo. Yeah. And you know, uh, you had, you have fun doing it. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think it just depends. And like there, it like, what's like, I said, what's the point, what's the end use. And it's like, you want to create and share these memories. And, uh, it, it was easy to do. There is something to be said about like having a point and shoot and just taking one frame. And then, you know, two weeks later seeing, what you got. I also noticed, and this is going back like a long time, but like when I was still shooting film, sort of like a mix between both, like, uh, blinks look better on film. You know, that half blink that people mm -hmm. do when they're caught, they're caught <laughs> right. in the shutter. 
They look f- totally acceptable when you do it on film, but it looks like an absolute nightmare when it's shot on digital. I don't know why that is, but um, it's just one of those those things that uh, is super random. Um, I was just watching, and I, I think a lot of people hate this show for some reason. I don't understand why, because I thought it was amazing. But the show The Idol on HBO Max, have you I, seen I am aware this? of it, but I, I don't know much about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't A lot of people have been saying that it's bad. I thought it was amazing. I think it's like one of the best shows that have been on in a long time. And that's shot on film, and it has like a very specific look. And I feel like the theme, the theme and the tone and everything about it um, has that very like late 90s, early 2000, like peak cinema feel. Um, where it was like the best, that's what I think all the best movies were from that era. And, and it was mostly like right at the turn or the start of the digital revolution. So it was like the film technology was at its height. So just everything looks so good. Then it was all shot, all film, all films, like movies were shot on film. It was before the transition. And I think this show has that look. And there is something gritty about it too. I mean, and it's, it's part of the storytelling, I think also. Um, so there's a combination of reasons why you would choose to do such a thing. Um, budget also having it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it, these are just choices. I think ultimately it doesn't really matter, right? Like it's like whatever, whatever you want to do to tell the story to, you know, just that's the well, cliche. Right? Have you seen like, any of the people on, um, Instagram or social media in general that are doing these like really insane mix, like edits of like mixed media where the, when they're doing like fashion and did like, I don't know, fashion lifestyle stuff. And they're shooting across like all formats at once. So they'll mainly have, you know, a high quality digital video camera, but then they've also got like a crappy old digital point and shoot and a crappy old film point and shoot and a professional film camera. And then in the edit, they're like cutting back and forth between all these media and all of a sudden in that context that like, as you jump from, you know, a Sony FX three to a Sony, I don't know what the Sony's were, Sony Mavica. I don't know. You know, like some old crappy point and shoot from 2005, it, it then the like broken image looks really compelling. Um, and then it cuts to film and like people will kind of splice all this stuff together. And I find that, I find that really compelling as a, as that like jump back and forth, right? Like when you kind of have this like refreshing, like it feels like when you're seeing the modern camera, like that's reality. Now you jump to an old crappy or sorry, the modern camera like feels produced and you like smear the production away and you see what's underneath with this like grittier, crappier image. And you're like, oh, that's like the real reality. And I don't know. It's like as you as you kind of shift mediums, you get different presentations of like, I don't know what's what's real and what's uh, the 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 production put on top of it. But I don't I like the look. Yeah, that's cool. I'll check that. I haven't seen that. But um, again, again, like what you know, what are we trying to achieve here? What what are we doing? I mean, uh, just personally, like I, I moved away from shooting film most I mostly because I found the process to be too like too slow. Expensive. I just <laughs> Right. It, yeah, but it's not even that. Like, certainly with the amount of stuff that I end up buying, you know, like, um, I don't. I think I would have saved money if I just shot film, <laughs> um, you know. Um, but it's. I think it's like ultimately a lot of the times, the end end goal is 
a screen. And that just seemed like it was, it was creating a level um, that it, it, if we were just shooting film and that film went into an enlarger and that made a print and that was it, like that was the end goal, like that would be one thing. But I, I found, you know, more and more, like especially with like the commercial work that I did, like obviously it was just going to end up on a computer and then be sent somewhere else and then, you know, mostly just ended up online. Um, so why bother, you know, why bother with the 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 film at that extra step and that that scanning process where a lot of things can go wrong scanning is so difficult um especially yeah, you feel, know there are people who do it well but i feel like that's um, where a lot of people struggle now uh, they'll start with the flatbed scanner and like the colors look bad and yeah there's the the scanning is the most difficult or most commonly uh, broken part of the chain i think yeah, definitely. I mean, my, I, the the printer that I use in Brooklyn, he actually now scans, but with he shoots them digital. It's just like a photograph of, you know, uh, like that's the scan, and they just invert the 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 photos. And he was talking about doing like doing it. It gets so technical, but like literally because um, like film has is like not flat, like exposed film, like it's literally. Um, like literally doing multiple expo stack focus, focus stacking stack. <laughs> yeah. on like what is like the you know millimeter not e- I don't even know it's like micro millimeters like and I was like that seems ri- like ridiculous it's just it's nerdy and that's it's a lot of work not it's a lot of work and I don't know if you know I can't tell you know like I well, I seriously can't tell. Let's talk a bit about that, um, that like, you know, what you're saying, what it matters is what it's for. Like, where is it going? What are you going to do with it? What, what are people going to do with photography in the, in the, in the future here? Like, so I'm thinking about when I talk to, to younger people getting into it, I think both of us are, you know, we kind of are somewhat settled in our career and there'll, there'll be some shifts coming up, but we don't need to figure it all out from scratch. We'll probably be able to evolve into something that, that works. Um, but what, I don't know, is there, is there a, does it make sense for people to get into photography hoping to make money at it right now? Like what, what, what advice would you have? No, I mean, what, was there ever a time that, that was, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like the, when I, when I went to the art school for photography, I mean, most people would, you know, like most olds would say like, how are you going to make a living doing that? Like getting involved in art is a bad idea from the get go. Like, and you, if you just, want to make a return on you, it. If, yeah, if you want to be rich, I mean, it's possible people do it. It's, you know, but it, but it's sort of like, like, you know, ascending to the, you know, the MBA or something, you know, the, the most elite level. And like, you know, it's, if you're good, it can happen. If you're good, it can, it also might not happen. It's just, it's hard, but you don't really do it. You know, I no no creative person is, you know, is into it because of the money. I mean, that's, that was ridiculous. It's the wrong motivation to do it. I mean, certainly it, it doesn't hurt to make money. Everyone likes to, I think for the most part, people will say that they don't, but I think they're lying. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's hard, but there are, there are ways. And I mean, now there's all, there's all of these sort of incredible ways to sort of monetize your content if you if we want to call it content but like your art you're just like your output whatever it is that you create um i mean i feel like you know i'm getting 
not like I'm old, but I, you know, I feel like I'm just getting, I'm more tired, right? Like, but 15 years ago, if I had all of these tool, these, these tools and platforms like, like Patreon or, you know, whatever, like subscriptions, the things that allowed you allow people to support the work, like I would be really all over that stuff. Like build, cause there was a time where I was absolutely shooting every day, like to, to post, like, you know, because I loved it. It was like what I did. It was just like, and ultimately like doing that would lead uh, me to, you know, be seen, you know, and sort of discovered by art directors or photo editors and art buyers who would, you know, the goal almost was like to be hired to, to shoot something, shoot a campaign or shoot like an editorial for a magazine. But now it's almost like, you you can do that, but then also like sort of create your own magazine of sorts. Like you are your own publishing vehicle. I mean, you obviously do this. Like you have all of these channels that, you know, you develop a fan base and then that fan base can be monetized. Um, and then that allows you to keep being creative. And I, th I think that's amazing. Um, the, it's amazing. It, it, it's an amazing opportunity and there's a lot of freedom in that, uh, especially when you are your main client and you, you know, I guess your audience is, but they can choose to support or not support. Uh, the main problem really just is it's an exhausting amount of work. It's like never not working. And I mean, I feel like that still to this day, I'm never not working like literally every day, every hour, every set, you know, it's like, I don't do vacations. It's like, but this is my, my life. And that is, I, I can't see any other way of doing it. It's just like, that's the life of the creator, the artist, yeah. the photographer. Well, I, I don't know about um, you, but I find when I have like a really free day where I'm like, I really actually don't have anything I need to do today. It's very hard for me to choose to use that to intentionally do nothing. Like I will usually be like, well, I guess I could take care of this one. Like I could clean up this box of accessories that I've been meaning to get to or whatever. I'll end uh, up still oh yeah. working. Well, that's part of the job. I'm cleaning yeah. my studio is like 65% <laughs> of my well, art practice. Your studio looks much more organized <laughs> than mine. I'm always jealous of that. So you're, you're obviously giving a, a higher percentage of time to it. Um, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, maybe, but that is part of, it's all part of it. It is the life yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. and yet it's not, it's, it's certainly not easy, but time right and again you know it's it's part of the effort heuristic right you're you're putting in that time um and how you make how you sustain it and how you make it happen well you know that's the hard that's the hard part there's this um a quote i should try to track down originally because i heard it secondhand from a movie podcast in reference to m night Shyamalan. so i don't know if he said it but they're discussing this convergence in a creative career where your uh your kind of hustle your energy starts to peak at the same time as your competence does and that's like when you create your most interesting output because gradually as after that your co competence continues to increase you might become more skilled but you don't have the same energy to put forward to it and that like i just i liked that idea of like yeah there are these like lines that are wait, i don't know how to like that are going to intersect at some point you don't really know when it'll be or uh you know you you, you won't probably won't realize it until retrospect you're looking back at, at the work that you've done but 
I don't know. It's just like a, it's something to think about and something, especially for people that haven't reached that point um, to, to be like, you know, you, I, I remember having so much energy to work on stuff that really turned out to be garbage because <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, and now, I, I mean, I definitely have less of that energy. It's like I know what I'm doing. And without with minimal effort, I can make something look much better than when I was younger. But uh, yeah, I, I don't have that same like infinite drive to stay up, you know, to pull all nighters and stuff like that. So I mean, I I think for sure my peak was somewhere between my age of 28 and 32, um, which is now over 10 years ago. Um, and it's funny because like, I feel like I'm a much better photographer now, but like, it was just like my youth, my youthful energy and also being young in a creative field, like you're, it's more desirable so you know there was cer- there was certainly a lot of that but also like be willing to do more for less you know mm-hmm. yeah like, no that's part of it too um, is that this like there's less at risk with everything you take on you know you don't you're not afraid to look bad you're not afraid that this next thing won't meet the expectations people have set for you and or you won't have wasted the time or you might have a i mean even now it's sometimes it's like well i have this interesting creative idea but, but i also have a job that will take a lot of time. And I'm like, well, I should probably put more time into the thing that will pay um, and less time into the creative thing. Cause I now have commitments, right? I now have financial commitments. I didn't have when I was 28. So um, yeah, sure. all this stuff, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that- when, it, when I was shooting a ton, you know, getting hired a ton and traveling around a lot, you know, in my late twenties, early thirties, like, I'd be on assignment for jobs. But while I was wherever I was, which could have been anywhere around the country or the world, like I would then take more time to then make my own personal work. This is a great opportunity to do extra work. Um, Exactly. (laughs) And it just, it, what didn't feel like that. It was just like extra, just make more stuff. And now, now when I end up traveling, I'm like, no, I just, am going to do the job. And then I'm going to go back to the hotel and take a nap or something. Um, but the, I think one benefit, at least for photographers and photographers like this world, is um, we 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 do get better as we get older. But age doesn't matter that much, and in fact, like um, it it doesn't like age us out. Like we're in other industry, creative industries, it really seems to be <laughs> like once you're past thirty or something, your career is over. Um, like we don't have that. I mean, certainly with music, I mean, we see that a lot, like a lot of people make the best stuff in their early twenties. Right. And then by the time they're 30, they've disappeared, at least with photography, there's a lot of different opportunities we have and we can take and we can move on for a long period of time, have a really long marathon like career. Um, you know, it's actually kind of strange to me that music is that exception. Like it really is so heavily weighted towards the young. Whereas, uh, you know, I don't think, well, photography's not, uh, filmmaking's not writing is not, um, you know, many other pursuits. I don't, I think that, that sort of, um, the holding up the, the youth as the ideal is misplaced, but in music, it seems to actually kind of work that way. I, I don't know. Yeah, that might be the the main one. Another thing that I just want to say is like, I think a lot of photographers, I've been seeing it a lot. I don't know if you follow that Instagram uh, person. He goes by a photo editor, but he's been posting what like 
how much photographers make like net oh, over no, you know, their anonymous yeah. surveys. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really fascinating and he does different markets and like the range is incredible. Right. Um, there's like some who are like netting almost a million dollars a year. And then some who are netting, you know, $50,000 a year. Like the range is, is incredible, but I see a lot of them, uh, a lot of, and there's advice built into these posts from the, from the photographers. And some of them talk about like saving for retirement and things like that. And, uh, I sort of say this as a joke, but I'm also serious is like, there is no retiring. Um, and you know, I say we suffer till the very end. Like I think, you know, I, unless you are very strictly a commercial art, like artist and craftsperson, um, and you, you, you make no art. Like, I don't think I don't, you don't retire when you yeah. make things, you just will well, be compelled yeah. to you for the rest well, of your life. Like, what would you do? I think you're, I I imagine that you're doing the things you would do in a retired state. Like if you just, you know, lottery money shows up at your door, money becomes (laughs) no issue tomorrow. You'd probably continue doing many of the same creative projects. My life is very much retired right now. It feels that way, you know, like I'm very much, cause like, you know, I don't have to do anything really. And it's obviously, you know, I do, but I don't, you know, it's not like I have to be anywhere. I get to choose the things that I uh, pick you know um so yes uh i don't see my life changing much as a retired person as long as i am physically uh like mobile mobile right so the the thing the one area that i think is like a pretty safe pursuit for any young photographer specifically um is i i do think there will be a need for just event work for the like foreseeable future until the whole world changes in some way. I can't imagine like, um, if you want to get into, which often is kind of looked down on a lot of the time people are like, Oh, like I never want to have to shoot weddings. Weddings is a nightmare or, or, or just event work in general. Cause it's hard work. Like you have to, it's physically exhaust, like you have to keep going and mentally tiring. And like, it's a, it's a lot of work to do, but it pays. Okay. Like, especially once you become established in it, um, especially with weddings, you can really make a good living at it. So, uh, I just, I, I, I want to keep that like window of optimism open that like, if you are looking for a way to make money from the camera gear that you enjoy and you like taking photos, I think that path will basically just stay open. Like there needs to be, uh, you know, early we're talking about the news of like a wire image service, like Getty that'll be there, but I actually don't, I think that's like, doesn't necessarily pay as well. I think it less people make a great living off of that and there's less room for it total. Like there's kind of a, not a fixed, yeah, sort of a fixed amount of how many photographers can do that. There's almost no limit to how many event photographers can be out there. So, uh, I think, I think if you want to pursue that, like you a hundred percent, it still will be a path for a long time. Yeah, for sure. P- parties, people like to have fun and get together and, uh, mem- make memories um, yeah, I mean, there, there's actually, obviously there's no shame, shame in that. Like you just have to be the type of person who enjoys doing that kind of thing. Like, and I, it shows when you do, like, I think the best wedding photographers or event photographers, yeah, they love it. They love being in that moment. Um, I never liked it. I worked for a wedding photographer when I was in college for one summer and it was the worst job I ever had. I like, I hated my life. I hated everything about it, but it was just like, cause like I've, I'm not that type of person who enjoys 
those types of things. So like, obviously I wouldn't want, like want to do that. Um, but you know, there are many more we- very well adjusted people who, uh, find but would joy. You, in would it. you rather do it than just go get a normal job? I mean, you know, uh, get a, get a Home Depot job or whatever. <laughs> yeah, this is assuming yeah. you're well, 25. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, it, I don't know. I mean, if, it, there's nothing wrong with doing it's not you know i probably shot like two or three weddings in you know in my life just because like um someone asked or whatever like um i don't know i you know when you're young you take and you want to take pictures like you take the opportunity to take pictures like you find and that that's a lot of the times how you find uh what you want to do um and if you're good at it so i mean obviously this is like t- tired and true advice right here all right. So what about the weird crossovers of mediums we're about to run into? So obviously there's a, we're already living through the sort of convergence of video and photo um, that has blended a lot and will blend more. Um, first, first, let's talk about video, but I also want to get to like the Vision Pro <laughs> AR, uh, you know, photography as a immersive medium, like whatever that next generation is. But f- yeah, first, how how... I think you've always played with video in, in certain ways. You've seemed to have had some amount of draw to it, even though it wasn't your primary thing. Um, I know other photographers that like did not, they were just never wanted to touch it. Like, please don't make me shoot video. Um, and I think everybody's having to at least be more aware of it. Uh, I don't know. What's your take? <sighs> yeah. Well, you, when that first like Canon came out, the five D with the video in it, like, it was obviously super compelling. Um, for whatever reason, you know, people, I think, enjoy watching film, like moving images more than still photography. It, they appreciate it more just on a general, on a general level. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll just say I do, even though I've had a lot of photography jobs, I've always yeah. enjoyed moving images more. Yeah. I think them to well. me, and this is just, you know, I th- it's for me, it, you know, it's a combination of certain things. And like, I, you know, like I said, I went to art school for photography and before, like, you know, there were film majors and a lot of the people there were my friend, my friends. And I saw what they did and what that world looked like. But to me, I was always like, like what I learned about and what, I, what inspired me initially was the still image and, and specifically like contemporary art photography sort of on the highest level, like the print and the gallery and that, that thing. And, you know, when I see a photo, like a, a photo that is well done and like, you know, like to me, that is one of the highest art forms. Like sometimes I'll list like, you know, maybe I can ask you now, like, what are your top five art forms? Um, like I'll, I'll tell you mine for right off the bat is um is music film photography um then uh architecture i don't know what is that for and then uh oh uh, painting painting is uh like you know not house painting like you know um, (laughs) fence space fine art fine art is what they so you know like and it's funny because those first two that's not not the mediums but i consider photography to be in a top five um, in just what I enjoy and what inspires me. Um, and, and were those in order as well? 
You know, it's funny because I, sh- I prop for the point I'm trying to make, I should have put photography as number two. Um, just, um, but yeah, actually it's photography is between two and three. Yeah. Um, no, I, th- but, well, I think, I think there's nothing better than music. Just no, like, generally it, speaking, what's interesting like, as the number yeah. one, what's interesting to me is that I like, I, I often emphasize that point because I, I've su- I very strongly feel that as well. I've always been frustrated that my skill set didn't align with music in any way. Like I would have rather career wise, it's much harder to make money, but uh, art, it, it, artistic expressionly, I would much more enjoy, I'd get more, more uh, inherent satisfaction out of pursuing music. I, I just think it's like the most. Yeah. It's the deepest, like most emotional, like, uh, you know, and, but also think about like, you can then score your own music for your videos, like, and not worry about like, like royalty free music or licensing and all that bullshit that comes with, um, you know, creating videos for the internet um and how they they have the greatest lobby of protections right like people can steal our images all they want all day and we don't get shit but like if you're a musician and you have your stuff registered properly like it's getting taken down and or you're receiving a royalty like i mean you know that's that's a real industry right there that like really protected their own um but just back to photography in general, it's like, I just love the, the, a really well constructed, like deep, you know, photograph in, in that context, you know, and it depends. There's a, you know, I have a lot of photographic heroes. Um, that said, so, so do I, when it comes to filmmaking and, uh, like the moving image, but I tend just personally, I just tend to be more of a solo creator. That's just just how I am. It's like my personality and film requires like this whole thing. There's less you can do by yourself. Yeah. And you know, you certainly these days, you know, I have all the tools. I could do most of these things myself, but there's just so many things that you need to do. And I think do well, um, that, just hold me back from wanting to pursue it more. I, I just think, you know, and it's weird. I almost think it's like, it's certainly, you know, I don't even think, I know it's like a more cons- time consuming product to make like on, on every level. And, um, I just don't work that way. Like I just, I just like to make and move on. Like it just is how I have always done, done it. Like, and if you look at the way young people are doing it, where they're starting on their phones though, there's like, it's a little more equalized, right? Where they're using the same device either way. Um, to the, the technical quality doesn't matter so much. So they don't need to worry about like adding microphones and lighting and all that. Like either way, they're just pressing either the record button or the shutter button. Um, and there's almost more of a, the, the choice between like, am I going to make a video or a photo is so much more of a, f- like a flat playing field of which path they're going to go down now. Um, and I guess if you were approaching it from that perspective, how would you think about it? You know, like if you, if your whole thing is just like, well, I don't know, I guess some of this is now being influenced by what the social media platforms are doing. Right. So if you were hoping to be seen by a larger audience now, it's like, well, you're just compelled to do video because they're telling you to. Um, so I guess you almost, people, people are, have less of a say of what they want to get into because they're just being pushed towards video now. But yeah, it's, I mean, that's so interesting how the platforms became mediums and you sort of make 
your work for those specific places. Um, it's fun. It's funny. You know, I'm, um, I was listening to a Mr. Beast, uh, interview. Um, and I don't, you know, I, I don't really like his content, but like, whatever he's, uh, he's a famous, you know, as famous, he, he's no, knows what he's doing, but he was talking about how he would have people, you know, want to come and work for him. And some, he would ask them what they wanted to do with their lives. And if some of them were like, Oh, I want to make movies. Like I want to make films like for Hollywood or whatever. And he net, he wouldn't want to hire them. He because to him, it was like YouTube was the, the end, like that was the goal, like to be there. Like, and that's what he was working towards to be, to make work for that platform. And so like, that's the goal, you know, and I guess that in your mind, you have to think about like, yeah, where do you want to see your work? Where do you think the things that you want to make? Like, where do you ultimately want to see them? Um, and I think that plays a big role in what, you know, what kind of media, you know, what to end tools you're going to use. I 100% feel that. I mean, because I feel, I feel YouTube as a satisfying end goal. Like I, when I, something's completed for YouTube like that, is a fully realized product. And I don't have that same feeling when it's for say Instagram or, or TikTok. <laughs> like the, that, that final medium to me is less, it, it is a, it's like a compromised format. Um, and I know other people do not feel that way. Other people are making like, uh, you know, lid, proper art that is not compromised in any way and kind of optimized for those, those mediums. And I, I think it's just okay to be kind of honest about which one, fits for you and which one, which one doesn't. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think Mr. Beast has the right idea. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think so too. Um, and you know, when I was coming up, it was like the goal for me was like be in magazines and like show, make prints and be on the wall somewhere. Um, and you know, but as technology, you know, time went on and technology changed, like the, like the end goals have shifted and, you know, I almost feel a little homeless on the internet now. Cause like, I don't, I, in, and in many ways, like I love Tumblr. Like that was like my peak medium because almost like ultimately I had my own website for it. Right. Like it was like, you could view it on the dashboard, but there was like, Oh, just my web page well, can, where you can could see you the a, photo nice and big. Can I ask you a very yeah, personal question? How much, how much <laughs> traffic does your personal website get relative to your other existences on the internet. Like, you know, if you go to knowitkalina.com, you've, you've put the proper amount of effort into it. It's got everything there. It's like a good way to experience sort your of. work. Still um, work in progress. Of course. Always. But um, I've been working on it for 20, 20 years. So. Yeah, sure. But you've been working on your Instagram <laughs> page for 20 years too. I mean, like that's a work in progress as well. Uh, do you think there's, how important is that place of like a self-owned, like just a website that is not on a platform? Yeah. Well, I mean, now I don't know. I mean, to me, I think it's, uh, I think I'd like to think that it's important. I think a lot of people in professional industries do think it's important for you to sort of exist outside of a social media platform. Like if really you're only showing work on your Instagram page. Like, I don't think that's a good look. I don't know. Who knows? The the people might've changed. Their perspectives might've changed. Um, you know, I also just to have your own site 
is a good idea. Like just because you sort of own it and who knows what things close. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the people move on. Um, so, you know, it, it, when it came to like Tumblr, like you could keep it fresh though. Cause it was like a feed, but it was still like, you know, you could see it on your own page, but at least like every day you could check in and it would be different and it was fun, but that was just a different time on the internet. Um, now, you know, now I don't know, like nothing feels right. Like nothing feels like a good place to put anything anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, at least I, for I me, I completely have that feeling. Too. Um, my, yeah, my peak it's, was, it's was very flicker, depressing, but, but even at it's, that, it's funny. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I loved Flickr for sure. Like, um, but even when I look back on that with the, uh, you know, rose tinted glasses, the, I mean, I was engaging with very few people there. Like the community was actually what now would just feel like a room full of people. You know, I was kind of talking to like 20 people, but it felt more satisfying. The images were bigger. It just was like a more complete experience. And now I, I just, when I post it to Instagram, I can have a lot more people see it and interact with it and get more feedback and get more of a connection to others. But I, I'm looking at it on my phone. It's way more compressed. I never see it fill up a large screen and it never really feels satisfying in that same way. I, well, Hey, I don't know. I think we live in hell, I guess, to a certain extent, you know, it's funny. Adam was telling me that he was, got super into Apple news plus, and I started using it. And like, you know, at least you can see all the magazines again. I used to subscribe to a bunch of magazines and like get, you know, at least flip through and see photos printed on paper or whatever. Um, I don't get the magazines anymore, but at least with that, you can sort of flip through the magazines and see the photos nice and big on, you know, I think it's a better experience on your desktop or laptop over the phone. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, this is what's kind of a bummer is like the, the screens are just getting smaller. So it's not appreciated in the same way, you know? Well, okay. So. I, I have I, on your on your other pod- podcast with Adam. I haven't heard you reference um, anything about goggle technology. And so, speaking of large slash small screens, we'll now have the opportunity to have infinitely large screens that are surrounding us in all directions. Um, the photography we take can not only be in three D, but it can be immersive, meaning <laughs> you can like explore that three Dness of it. It you know it can we're about to be able to capture reality in a much more, uh, accurate, complete way. Um, I guess like, what's your first, what's your first reaction to this beyond the, like, just from a photography perspective, like whether or not you want to wear goggles around the house 24 seven, um, how would you like to experience images in that environment? It's, it's got, I think when I was watching that keynote, I was like, Oh, this is interesting. I, I, I want one. I want to try it. I'm not like, like, I love the um, MetaQuest. I had those. I thought that it stopped working. Um, I think that first one or the second one, Quest one or Quest Quest two. Yeah, second one. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I got. um, um, It stopped working, and I tried. They sent me a new one, and it didn't work. And I was like, "Fuck this! It's too annoying." It was too annoying to like have it not work, and I didn't want to troubleshoot it. It wasn't like worth it. But when it was working, I thought it was. I think that experience is like truly amazing. It's like, it's fun and immersive and just incredible. It's, it's, uh, um, if you find the right thing, it's like outrageous. It's like, how is this? This is 
just it's fun entertainment. Um, you know, I'm sure the Apple one's going to be ama- amazing. Like, and I would totally, you know, try it out. And I don't, you know, will I buy it? I don't know. It's kind of expensive, but maybe I will. I saw, you know, when they showed the photo thing of taking a picture of a family, I was like, oh, wow, I could do that. It's just a write-off, I guess. If there's a camera in there. Um, I guess if I just like take one photo, that's what I'm most interested in because first, the first gen of this, that, that first year is going to pass by quickly and we're going to be in a suit very soon. We'll be in a place where this is kind of normalized. It's not as expensive. There's more options for what you buy. They're not going to be quite as heavy, blah, blah, blah. Like this will evolve really quickly. And I, I, I'm more trying to wrap my head around like, what will the, what will the kind of consequences be, especially when I, when I think about like, okay, why did I get into photography early on? I thought a lot about like preserving memories, sort of just, you know, being a teenager and being like, I don't know, like how, when something happens, how do I even, and and I just try to remember it. Memory is so fallible and I'm probably wrong about it anyway. So if I document it concretely, I can kind of like create some kind of evidence pile of what my life was like. I don't really like, I don't know. It's, 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 it wasn't a really clear thought pattern, but it was about preserving reality in a way. It's like, I want to hold on to memories more concretely. And now as that's become, uh, we've kind of fully realized that, especially with the way we use smartphones that often I'm like, okay, what did I do on that particular day in August, 2020 or whatever? I, I pull up my phone and like, I probably took some photos that day. I can see where I went and what I did. And we're kind of at that point where it's like, we're, or I am documenting to the point that I can like really retrace steps. So this will bring it to the next level of like you, you take those family photos and now like, yeah, you could walk through the room of your child's birthday. But what I think about is what will that be like once the child's grown up and moved to college, like that level of going like just reliving your life. I wonder if it starts to like, is it always positive? You know, I don't, like, I don't want to cast too negative of a light on it, but I just imagine, uh, like a lot of people referenced in that keynote, it's like, kind of looks like you see the guy taking the photos, then he's alone on the couch later. And it's like, what's the backstory here? Like, where, you know, where did the family go? Um, but, but that's going to be yeah. a real experience that we'll have these 3d scans and 3d, uh, immersive, memories, which I think Apple's even calling the memories of, um, what it was like to be in an environment. And if something tragic happens, it'd be very compelling to just live in that, right? Like to, to revisit it infinitely and to, you know, go back to your glory days. And I, you know, I don't know. I know it's black. It's, it's, but it, yeah, it's, it's black mirror. It's dystopian. It's, uh, it's upsetting. I don't know. I mean, I hope, I think ultimately, you know, and there are people who speak on this topic uh, really eloquently. So, and, um, you know, have better insight into this. I don't, I think ultimately there will just, this will become more of an augmented reality device where you will live, you get, you know, we're passed through. It's the glasses you're wearing now will have some screens in it or some shit. Um, or then you can just turn it like and off and be completely immersed in some fantasy world. Um, I see, I see it as entertainment. I know they're like seeing it as more of a, like productivity thing, like a work thing. Like, Oh, you want like big screen, like 
4K screen, like screens uh, anywhere you Four go. Four 4K screens, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, okay, that's cool. I mean, I love big screens. I think I, it's I've got cool. three. I've got three on my desk. Like, mm-hmm. I want more. I love having screens, but I also love like n- being able to look away from them and like do other shit. I think maybe I'm a little too ADD to like want to like shut myself like completely into that type of environment. Um, again, you know, but like all of these things are tools. People will figure out ways to use them that, uh, enhance their lives or what they do, uh, in a way that is valuable or meaningful. Um, well, one, one like phase of this, what, one thing that will happen right away that I think will be interesting is like, there'll instantly be some kind of influencer culture around it. There will be a thing of like, look, I went and I visited this beautiful waterfall and I captured it in immersive 3d. And I'm going to share with you my capture of that, that immersive experience and people will download it and watch it. Like well, that'll just if happen. They pay, that, if that's, if they, I can get possible. paid, I want that. Can I get paid to do that? Well, Cause I will it, go no, and probably not. Cause I think it'll be like Instagram. I, it'll be a free right. platform. It'll be an ad supported platform where every, right. uh, every three posts you have to go into an immersive ad. Or, uh, well, or maybe, you know, like I was saying earlier is like, oh, well, I love Tyler and I love what, where he goes and what he's going to do. I'm going to pay five bucks a month to see like the extra, like the stuff, you know, the good stuff. The, so the that's true. That, that will be interesting. Here's the like detail about it. That'll be really strange and kind of interesting is the perspective. Well, I don't know. I don't know how it fully captures yet. So far, they only showed it like kind of like a 3D photo in front of you. But once we have immersive cameras, which will be that is different from what is built in what they offer on the headset, like it's that won't capture a full 3D recording. But um, imagining once you have that camera, the, the odd thing is now you'll also put on the goggles and you'll look down and be my body like you'll you'll have the body of the person that you're experiencing, which is like a really weird part of it um so this it's this, this that's so funny it reminds me of this time i'm friends with reggie watts the perform musician yeah performer, yeah yeah. you've taken great I, photos of him i was over at his house this was like this was before the meta quest he had one that was like hooked up to a computer but he's super into tech stuff and he he so he let me try it it was one of the first times i tried vr uh and he let me go into the world like whatever you know, hang whatever it was, but I was him. Like they had made an avatar as him. And like, so I was in this world and people <laughs> were coming up to me thinking I was him. Right. And yeah. it was so weird. Cause I was like, I had to, I was like, get this. Uh, like, I don't want to be you. Like, that seems like <laughs> a bad, like, that's not fun. People were yeah. just like aggressively right. hounding me in that world. Um, that said, you know, uh, some people might really enjoy that. Like the, you know, maybe it's not him as a celebrity. It's just some other person they really like, and they want to inhabit their body and like know what it's like to experience the things that they experience. Again, this is Black Mirror. It's just uh, it can be dystopian. Who know who knows where it will lead? But it's, if anything, it's just it's like entertainment. I can know? carve out all these um, interesting, only positive, especially entertainment examples. Like you're saying, there are things that will just be really cool and really fun. Um, it's just that there's like the possibilities become much more infinite than with the 2d capture that we're used to with photo and video. It's the same as like when you move from a fixed moment in time in photography to passing time in video, the opportunities massively open up. Now we're going to add another dimension and those possibilities open up again. 
I'm, what, what I'm actually excited for it for in the immediate future, like when in the first round, you know, not that many people will have goggles. I think there'll be an, in, an interesting way to create in 2D space. So, so sorry, create 2D content using a 3D space. So I start imagining that like you're able to have a, a sort of video editor or like an After Effects, like a, a, a special a, a 3D environment that lets you create stuff that is meant to be viewed in 2D. So I let's say I have like a 2D canvas that I can see inside my living room and I'm like, OK, I want to grab this dinosaur, put it into that space and have this comet pass through it. And everything that happens in this rectangle becomes my 2D video and I can walk into it. And now like I or, you know, the person I'm filming becomes like the subject in it and I've added fully like immersive, fully 3d interactive things that I'm basically recording it. I'm, I'm capturing it with goggles on with the intent of it becoming a 2d special effects thing. Just that like, once you're in 3d space and you're like, just working on things, you, it does open up possibilities that you can't do when you're only on a flat screen. Am I like five layers too disconnected from what makes sense when we haven't tried these on? Um, I just like I can see all these ways that we can cre create stuff that we just haven't been able to before, and I, I think it's so. Gonna be... It's so you're excited. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm definitely excited. I just the, I yeah. can see the Black Mirror stuff, and I'm excited, and those thoughts can yeah. exist at the same time. Yeah. No. I mean, it's cool. I mean, and you know, any new tool like media. This is a new medium, maybe you know, and something to work towards and i think like ultimately you know possibly exploit for our own you know i to me the doing all what you were just describing like sounds cool but like to me the only reason i would do that like i wouldn't want to do that just like for like i mean it's it sounds like fun but like you know i would want to do that if like ultimately well you know if i found it fulfilling obviously but like you know, if there was some sort of monetary incentive involved in doing, you know, like uh, otherwise like the likes and like adoration from comments, like just do not do it for me. I just, mm -hmm. it's like, I don't care. Like I, I do not need another like on <laughs> any social platform. It means not, yeah. it, like, it obviously feels good. It's a like, dopamine, but like, um, but like, no, like I, if I'm going to like put in that sort of time and effort and try to tell a story using this new platform, like there's got to be like some a, sort a of reason. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is that for, for the first long time, um, maybe, maybe forever, there, there won't be as many people wearing it. Like it's not the, if you want to make money off creating something with it, most of the people won't. Most people won't have goggles for a, quite a while. I keep calling them goggles. I don't know if there's, is that the technical term for these glasses? I think they um, probably say headset, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, so what most people's experience of it will be is like seeing stuff on YouTube, you know? Um, so I don't know. There'll be which like a disconnect. A which is a terrible experience. I mean, watching any meta quest like, like video is like, you don't get it unless you're in it. So it's, it's useless. Like, um, you know, uh, there was a game, there was a golf, a mini golf game on MetaQuest. Um, that was just amazing. Like it was so, so it was the best mini golf I ever played in my life in virtual reality. So like, actually it's a perfect know, application. I, I think, I'll try that. I think, yeah, I mean, and it's true. If you still have it, get, I, 
walk about mini golf is just like it's just amazing it's so good i wish i still had it because then i'd meet you in there to play it uh i miss it well, the other, um, and i, the I think it's is, i think it's weird that oh tell me what oh, is wait, it we just have a delay but the what? other best one is climbing like anything where you don't need your legs so in the climbing game you just like put your hands in place to <laughs> yeah. grab the next thing that's almost like and too much too much work <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah this is just a like you could sit down just lazy swing <laughs> right. uh your thing um but uh yeah i mean i think it's like a miss with the apple thing is like there's no games in it it's like i want i i really want that thing to be something i play you know i play with and not work with well the um, reason i'll say so. that it's a good idea for them not to have done games is that apple's always bad at games so i feel like if they'd really sure. tried hard sure. at it there's like a yeah. decent chance they'd blow it and they're oh, like yeah. well we know how to do productivity we know how to make the thing that you want to work on so we'll try to make the thing you want to work on so yeah. yeah, I mean, hey, if Photoshop is cool in there and I can like somehow <laughs> yeah. like edit my photos, like I guess that will be good, you know. Like to we'll, think how big the we'll prints see. could be. It just yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, super. I mean, finally, like uh, medium format resolution resolution like has a purpose. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. Too early to tell. I mean, it it does seem like something that could be fun to make things for. Um, but um, who knows? Um, well, lots you, of speculation. Okay, what about this one last bit of speculation? Uh, is this a comeback of like 3D photos? Like let's let's pretend Noah in a few months yeah, or fine. in two years yeah. like likes wearing his goggles a couple times a day. Would that be enough to compel you to be like, you know, I want to capture some 3D images that would be compelling to look at in this? Would you go out <laughs> yeah. with the, you know... Yeah. Yeah, ready yeah. to do this yeah get yeah. one of, well yeah what is it a, a 3d camera or something sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, a wig a big wiggle thing except it doesn't wiggle you just can like move your head side to side and it has <laughs> three dimensions yeah. yeah um yeah i mean it, it, it all sounds like it could be fun i mean i guess the ultimate thing once again is like what's the point you know and if it's just about like trying to like get See people to yeah and like uh, for people to be like, cool work, man. Good job. Keep up the good work. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't need to mm -hmm. do that. I mean, yeah, I have better, th like I would just re like all of this actually just makes me want to go outside and make a real photograph, like construct it, bring it in, like work on it and like fucking print it out and put it on the wall. And like, you know, it'll sit there and then it'll end up in a box and then, um, someone will find it when I die. <laughs>